right, you two, we're totally ready for the Polini perspective. Okay. Um, Patrick, we have a special guest we today. Do today. Yeah. We do. Maureen, thank hey. you. Maureen O'May, our star <laughs> morning news anchor, is uh, agreed to join us and. I love I so. this okay. podcast. No, I love it. I think you know what I love about you, Patrick, because you give it via your tweets on this oh, podcast. Boy. You you talk about things that I think a lot of people don't want to talk about, and I love that you go there. <laughs> yeah, because I I read your tweets sometimes, and you're my boss. Everyone, there. Okay. well, we're yet to do. Yeah, it's yet to be determined. You know, nah, how this it's is kind of like Las Vegas. Whatever happens in here stays in here. Well, and it'll be interesting today because he really dishes, but I feel yeah. like he's really going to have to take it today because you do not hold. Back. Well, you know, the thing well, is, we both have strong, <laughs> we have strong opinions about things. I think, oddly, we probably are going to find ourselves probably on the same side of some of these these things. Probably. Really? Which may, I think so. Okay, I'll be in shock if you two agree. I'm thinking, see, that's the thing. People always, you know, they have a, a perception that you're on one side of an issue. But I think I fall all over the board on so many different things. And my thing is, I call bull when I see it. And there's a lot of bull going on. And hypocrisy. Yeah. Oh, well, That needs to be called out. Okay, Patrick always does say that. Uh-huh. So that's true. Yeah. So we were just talking, Maureen, before you walked in, the, the topic that we were going to start with was essentially the march over the weekend. Um, march for Our Lives in, in D.C., many other cities across the country and uh, in the world. Um, but Patrick, you have some very strong views on that. Well, listen, for I, the fact that they were able to organize and protest, and it had an overarching positive purpose. No one, I don't, I think we could all agree that there's very few people who want to see students being shot in schools. Right. Right? Okay, I think we could agree on that. What troubled me in watching the coverage and, and seeing it is the, the positiveness quickly became venom. I mean, some of the signs against Marco Rubio, who probably has tried since the Parkland shooting to do more to, to at least get some of these issues and, and some you know progress on, on some of on these gun things. control. Certainly in, with the okay. omnibus that was passed, which had several measures. Um, Florida, obviously the state he represents, just passed uh, four or five what some would consider comprehensive, you know, raising the age limit to 21, waiting period for for assault weapons, some additional money for for mental health registries and so forth. So, uh, and, and I and I started to get the feel as I watched more and more of it, and leading up to it, certainly on the cable news outlets, that this there was a machine behind this, the Democratic liberal Can agenda let me stop machine. You there. Please let me stop you there. This is this is what drives me nuts. <laughs> Every time you have something like this happen organically, it becomes like the boogeyman, whether it be on the right or the left that's organizes. What is so hard to believe that these these kids somehow managed to, you know, maybe with the help of some adults, but not some big machine, were able to get this together. We're able to say, look, we have strong opinions and we're going to talk about it. Marco Rubio, I don't give him any kudos for finally doing what's right. This is something that they should have been discussing. These laws that are finally passed, the only reason they did it now is because there's been a groundswell and people are saying enough right. is enough. They didn't do it because somehow more, they had a conscious enlightening no, and they were like, we I'm have the, to do I, something. Of course the Parkland shooting w- w- was the reason that this, you know, 
uh, yeah, enough. Uh, the hashtag enough is enough. And uh, I mean, I think we can all agree with it. No one yeah. wants these things anymore. But, sh- but shame him. Shame Marco Rubio. Yes, that when the kid was David Hogg put the dollar thirty five and said this is for every life right. lost. You know, it was a little harsh. But you know what? Politicians are so used to being coddled, I think, and so used to kind of not being questioned. For once, you have people putting it, taking it, the fight to them, saying, "Look, do something." You know, the tactic may be a little harsh, but I think we're in harsh times, and you need to have people bring it to you in that way to maybe hold that mirror up to you to say, what are you really doing? Don't talk out of both sides of your mouth. Put your money where your mouth is and do what's right for change. Forget all these party politics. Forget whoever is, is, is bankrolling you. I do, I do, do agree. it. I, I do agree with that to a certain degree. But at the same time, <clears throat> the, the speeches and, 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 and some of the, the coverage on the side, it, it, it's like, what, what do they really want? Like, that, I guess that's what we get that. Like, you and mm-hmm. I, were, you, you opened up. There, there's middle ground on all of this. Mm-hmm. What do you want? Like, what does gun control mean? What does, I mean, mm-hmm. the former uh, Supreme Court Justice Stevens came out today right. and said, repeal the Second Amendment, which I'm sure, I've just read a quick article before right. I came in, mm-hmm. they're like, Claire McCaskill and the Democratic leadership are probably saying, shut up. Exactly. Because this is to the point of where people think you're coming for all the guns. Right. It's a slippery slope. So, yeah. But haven't they made it pretty clear? I mean, and, and that's the thing where I think you do have common ground with them, because like you were saying on your tweet, you know, what needs to happen is basically raise yeah, the limit. Listen, I treated yeah. it as 21. To me, listen, I'm a gun owner. I, there is no reason that it shouldn't be 21, except for some, you know, certain mm-hmm. exceptions like law enforcement, military. And, yeah, you, and I sure. think people who have a protective order against potential stalker yeah. and people who work in an industry where they carry money or transport money. So I think there needs to be some exceptions for under 21. Absolute waiting period on assault type weapons, but I think people do need to understand what a semi-automatic right. versus, you know, let's, automatic weapons are banned in they this country. Right, right. So, so, but, but let me understand something. What you're saying makes perfect sense. And I can sit here to you someone who opposes guns. I don't, you know, I don't like guns. I don't own guns. I don't, I don't. Okay, that's just my thing. I'm listening to you. Makes perfect sense to me. How is it that we can sit here and agree on this, and people just can't even sit down at a table with lawmakers well, and say, "Okay"? That's where I do think there there is the the lobbying side of this and, right. and the NRA side, and and that goes. And we've talked about this before. You know, the NRA is getting vilified in this particular issue, right or wrong, but. There are lobbying firms, like we've talked about, teachers unions and so forth, who do it on the opposite side. Now, we're not talking about an issue that potentially could kill people, so it kind of goes under the radar sometimes. But there's lobbying firms all over. I do think the NRA needs to at least listen a little bit more closely to their constituents, and they certainly can give on something. Now, the nuances do get very complicated, Mm -hmm. right? There's rifles that are considered assault rifles that are purely for hunting. Well, I mean, not purely. You could use them for damage, but... And, and again, I'm not I'm not a gun expert. So when you start getting into the nuances of how do you classify these to right. if mm-hmm. if you wanted to ban them or the 21 year old ban, um, I'd have to leave that to someone else. But there, there absolutely can be common ground here. But for let, me, sure. let me understand this. What is the fear that people have where they feel like they need all these guns? We saw gun ownership go up uh, when President Obama was elected. In fact, in the wake of the march, I believe right. they said that gun sales had surged again but, or something like that. But I'm going like to give that. you a quick stat. And, no, yeah. I, I'm not a stack guy, but I did look it up before <laughs> but we this came. this one, yeah. It's interesting because people say that, but it's a little misleading. Only 3% of U.S. gun owners own more than 50% of all guns. Okay. So 3% of okay. the U.S. gun owners 
own over 160 million of the wow. guns. Wow. So think about that for a second. Mm-hmm. And that's 2017 yeah. stats. So it's a small percentage of gun owners. They may have 50 or 60 or, you know, call them arsenals or hunting right, right. or whatever you want. So it's, it is a little misleading on, on that front. So... Uh, no, keep going. No, and then no, I was going to no, ask no, you. Well, no, I just want to see how you feel because, you know, we were talking about for you, the march, you weren't really a fan of it. But I think more than guns, are you a fan of, like, for me, I think that part of this issue is we have to make, like, therapy free for these kids. Like, life is really tough when you are, you mentally have all of your faculties. Like, when you don't, I mean, there, Nicholas Listen, Cruz I, it's a, it's a great, it's a great had a segue, terrible life. Because one of the things I want to talk about was two things. One, there's been a lot of guns purchased in this country, a lot of gun ownership. Laws haven't really changed in, a long, in quite a while. Right. Yet, these shootings are way up. Mm-hmm. So what's causing that? Yeah. And, and that's where my fear is, is that we're going to pass laws, which, fine, it's a step, and it's not going to solve the problem. Right. And then we're going to have three more mass shootings, and then people are going to say, okay, we've got to go even further. Are we, mm-hmm. Like, I think, you know, we talked last week right. about... Uh, uh, teen suicide is at an all-time high. I read that, yeah. 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 And, you know, so is there a... Like, are we really opening the uh, to the bigger issue? Right. Rather than just targeting I, Dan R.A., mm-hmm. you know, what are, what's really going on here? The, the other point, and I want to hear what you have to say on this, Maureen, is I saw a lot of politicians, a lot of them from D.C., the mayor and, and others, um, Kristen Gillibrand mm-hmm. and so forth, who said... I, you know, I applaud these people, uh, give them the courage, you know, it was great courage to come out. And mm-hmm. if this was a pro-life march, would they be saying the same thing? No. And that's like, that's where I'm a little, that, that's where, you know, I, I try to stay down the middle and that's where I get a little trouble. Like if, if you, if you did a pro-life protest this week, you should, it, those same politicians should still be saying they had courage to have a protest. Okay, so that one's a tough, that, yeah. It is a tough one. And the only... I think with the pro-life thing, it's it's become And I just use that as an example. Right. But, like, for me, the pro-life whole, it, it's become warped because this is my, my take on it. Absolutely. You know, the unborn, I, you know, I, I'm pro-life. Let me say that. I'm Catholic. I'm pro-life. But what about the children who are here? They're not pro-choice. So it's kind of it's fun. Like, it's you, like, are you are pro-choice? Oh, yeah. Really? I'm, and I'm, okay. I'm totally, I'm, I'm pro-life. And, but here's, well, let me, the caveat for me is I'm pro-life, but I don't think... I, I wouldn't tell you what to do. I would I would say, right. listen, listen. You know, I prefer not, but I wouldn't tell you what to do. My thing is, if you're if you're going to be pro life, be pro life all the way through, not just for the unborn, the children who are here already. Care as much about them yeah. and what's happening as you do the unborn children. That's where I stand on that. So when you're saying these politicians right. who may not fall on the side with, with pro choice, you know, um, with pro life uh, uh, movement, that and that it's it's tricky because that whole pro life issue has gotten. Um, twisted and it's sort of co-opted in some ways. This seems fresh and new, so maybe you can stand on yeah, this and say I'm standing I think with what kids. My underlying okay. point was what you mm-hmm. mentioned earlier: the hypocrisy mm-hmm. in that it seems like we're only applauding what we agree with, of course, rather right. than Being any more. students getting out and protesting and taking initiative and trying to lead should be applauded. Mm-hmm. You could debate the issues, right. but. That act should be applauded, and my I question the, the the politicians who, my guess is probably wouldn't applaud it and might even criticize it. Oh yeah. And also at the same time, I don't think some some of these Republican, you know, politicians. One in particular from New York who's been very critical of the kids. Mm-hmm. Listen, you may agree, disagree with this, David Hogg, which I do on mm-hmm. some of the things. I think he's gone overboard now, but at the same time. 
why are we criticizing kids who are trying, right. you know, right. come trying on. to it's, make it's a, a change? A little ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do agree with that. Uh, no, I, I think that's a great topic because, and it does. Uh, in my opinion, there's a much bigger thing going on in this country. Of basically, I mean, you know, as you get to be adults, there's so many mental things that you just no one ever mm-hmm. tells you about. You know, in school, you never learn about emotional health or relationships or even financial. Yeah. Like it's just like all that stuff hits kids, and I can see where a kid like Nicholas Cruz, if you don't have a foundation, right. you know, what are you going to do? There, it's easy yeah, to but feel. There's a lot of kids who don't have foundations. They don't but, go show up at school. We're also but. becoming more selfish as a society and I think mm. that that's what you're you're seeing children grow up in in a world where I feel like we're so disconnected and becoming more so that that's why you have a Nicholas Cruz who can sort right. of fester because no one's really checking for him. It's not like, you know, and, and it started happening a long time ago, not with just with this generation. There's such a disconnect and people are so concerned about themselves and there's selfishness that you're seeing it manifest in people's behavior from just, you know, you, everyone's like on the edge. You're in traffic. Someone cuts you off, you know, right. or nearly shouldn't be a big deal. People go ballistic off of it. I think it's just as a society, we need to dial it back and say what really matters. And that's what concerns me about just on, on a wider range is there is the selfishness. Uh, and, uh, and let me go a step further. For instance, with, with this presidency, you know, there are a lot of things that have happened that, you know, it's it's bull and we should call it out. But people are saying as long as the stock market is doing good, I've got right. my job, I'm making money, it's okay. Hmm. We dismiss it. And that is not what you're supposed to do. I call upon my Christian faith to say, you know, that is not what Christians are called to do. And this country is founded on Christian principles. I get it. They're Muslims, Jews, etc. But look. But I will say that back. a lot of the school, I mean, almost all the schools, a lot of the institutions in this country seem to want to separate themselves from religion. Oh, so, yeah. you know, there, but there, we did that. That we, could be part yeah. of this where, I mean, I don't, you know. I don't have stats on it, but you know, I I think the foundation of religion has kind of left some right. of these families. Mm-hmm. And it, you, to your point, it's just people—they're on social media, they're focused on themselves, mm-hmm. the selfies. And I'm not blaming selfies for school shootings. I'm just saying that the no, cumulative I, I nature of the saying. coddling yeah. and the entitlement and everything—it's just, it, I think. You know, over 15, 20 right. years, mm-hmm. I think it has an, it's had an impact. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah, I think we're seeing it. Yeah. Um, moving, obviously, we could all talk about yep. this topic forever, but um, Stormy Daniels is still a hot topic. Did you guys both watch the interview? I was obsessed. I, I watched snippets. <laughs> I, I watched it. You were really obsessed? Yes, well, I love, you know, I mean, the funniest part about this podcast mm-hmm. is like, I mean, I like all the dirt and the I trash. I know, and I know? love <laughs> you for that. I mean, you're, you're, you're seriously giving me I life with your like, comment. I, um, I, like, I didn't watch part. it, but I heard snippets, and I've been following her on Twitter prior to this. She is one smart cookie. She really she is. She is smart as a tack, and I love the way that she's manipulating the news cycle, her and her lawyer. I think oh, yeah, um, the too. president and his crew have met their match, and that it's tit for tat, pun intended. And um, <laughs> I, think, I think totally this woman gets it. She gets it. And I, she's going to be a force to be reckoned with. But should she be on 60 Minutes? In this day and age, why not? Yeah, well, I mean, nothing, okay. nothing matters anymore. Why not? You know? yeah, I mean, that's and that's a great question for you, Patrick, as a news guy and as a GM is like, you know, uh, you had just shared with me an article essentially where um, in Variety they were talking about mm-hmm. how like low and trashy it was. It was Hollywood Reporter. Hollywood Reporter, yeah. thank you. Um, that, that 60 Minutes basically yeah. had her on. Mm-hmm. But how do you do that as a news outlet now? Because no, it seems I, like I, that is The point of the news. article is, you know, it's, it's, it's constant, right? Mm-hmm. So it's for ratings, it's salacious, it's everything, you know. What the tabloid used to be is now what the cable news outlets seem to be, and it's it's unfortunate. Listen, it was a long time ago, uh, but if she has a story to tell, there's plenty of outlets for her to tell it. I just don't understand 
the obsessive nature of the coverage. And it, this could be any president. This could have been Obama. I, it's just there are real. You know, you talk about some of the other stuff. Like there's real stories out sure. there. And but you know, if that's would we have put her on here at Fox Five if we if she if we got an exclusive? Absolutely. We we would have yeah, done I'm a not, full. Listen, I'm minutes. not sitting here like on a high horse. <laughs> but I'm not sixty minutes right. either, right? I mean, I, we would have probably put her on Good Day though. Oh. Thanks a lot. So we're not we're not the blue chip show. <laughs> no, no. I'm saying maybe not the 7:30 know, know, in the morning interview. Right. Uh, but yeah, it's just obsessive. It's just constant. You know, I feel. But that's but that's again. It speaks to what this is where we do you are. Think Anderson Cooper really wanted to do that interview. Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I think so too. Have you seen him on Andy exactly. Cohen? Yeah, he doesn't. Like, I'm like, <laughs> yeah. you don't have any journalistic integrity. Like, really. Well, I said this year, like months, uh, a few weeks ago, when on one of our podcasts, name five. You know, yeah. Uh-huh. Name five network or cable news anchors that are you would consider now true journalists. It's hard. Leslie Stahl. Oh, I do love her. I yeah, do she's like really her. good. Is Morley Safer still alive? Um, but I'm yeah. saying it's it's hard. I know. And that's and again, I'm not. I don't like to name names yeah. on these because that's not for me to do. But it's hard. It it is hard. It's scary. It's, so then here's the question. You know, I think we contribute to it, and we're training a, a new a generation of journalists who are going to follow in this food, footstep of saying tawdry news leads, and that's, you know, titillating stuff is what our audience wants. Because every time we try to do But at the same time, I've mentioned this before, our, you know, our local news ratings here in D.C. have just, over the last year or two, have just consistently increased. And I think we're doing things really well, and, you know. Yeah. We have people like you on the air, Maureen. But but at, no. But at the yes. same time, I do yeah. think it's you, you. You people do want news, and enough like on some of these cable news outlets mm-hmm. and some of these other yeah. channels. Yeah, you know, like okay, I get it now. Even you know, like we talk about the late night shows with Kimmel and yeah. Colbert. Like enough. I just want to laugh at yeah. night, and you know, Carson handled it differently. Even Letterman, who yeah. we knew was very liberal, right? He just handled it differently. Now it's just in your face. It's anger. Yeah. Right. It's it's not comedy. It's <clears throat> anger. And you know, I, I think that's you know that's the unfortunate part. I mean, I do think it's interesting um, where you're seeing where podcasting is going mm-hmm. because I think people do want long form journalism, and mm-hmm. I think you're going to see alternative things like podcasting do that, which you're seeing with mm-hmm. true crime where it really right. got big. Um, and then I I think it would be curious, but I feel like place like companies like Fox are going to start more of a millennial driven like deeper journalism. Mm-hmm. Because I, I think people really. I like, agree. You have to. I, I think yeah. I think the give and take in an interview, right, is is getting lost. Right. Right. The listening, responding to what they say, yes, challenging, but also like oh, you know trying to understand having real facts in front mm-hmm. of you. I mean, you see all these viral yeah. videos now where, I mean, all of them, they you know, you, they have these experts right. on who don't really know the facts. And it's just like, what are we doing? But Patrick, isn't real journalism, I mean, real journalism is really expensive, right? I mean, to send, like, I kind of learned that with I doing I, true crime. Let me, like, let me say that. I don't know that it's really expensive. I think real journalism comes from real journalists who've been trained in the school of, I'm here to tell a story, I'm here to get the facts. People don't take the time anymore to do that. Now it's just get it on first. If it's to if, it, if it's salacious, even better. Um, and it's meant to sort of like get a, an immediate reaction. It does take time, which can be expensive. But I think if you're a real journalist, there, there, there are nuggets in every single story that you should make your priority, not just what, what is easily digestible, what's microwavable. You know, that, that right. to me 
can still be there. So I don't think that there needs to be this disconnect that we see today where folks are just in it for the, the ratings, in it for whatever is going to sell right away. Right. Um, and we need to get back to that because we're doing everyone a disservice. I mean, think about... This 24-hour news cycle is what has led to, to the degeneration, I think, of our society. You, you take one nugget, you chew that fat out over and over again for freaking 24 hours. How many ways till Sunday can you say the same thing? After a while, it's human psyche. You start manufacturing things to go along with this nugget that you now had, and it becomes something totally different. I think that is a disservice. So 24-hour news, we, it, something's got to happen where we dial it back and we do something different well, because I do it's think, not good. You know, and, and again, not, not because I work for Fox, but I will say, like, I think it depends on the show hosts. As, okay. you, as you move out mm-hmm. through, throughout the day. And I will say, you know, as the day progresses, in my opinion, on Fox News versus maybe some of the others, um, they do have different opinions, you know, and they do ha- they bring a different perspective. You know, I think Brett Baer does a great job. Mm-hmm. And it's, to me, he's probably the most straightforward news show because they're not news shows right. anymore, right? right. For, for the most part. I think his is. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, Shep does a good job and, and there, there's some on you know, CNN and MSNBC as well. Although I do think certainly maybe in prime time you clearly right. know where these hosts mm-hmm. stand, right? For the most part. So I think that's where it's really changed. Um, I mean, I think our local team and I think most, most local news organizations around the country do, do a very good job at playing it pretty straight. But right. do you remember when people used to sample different networks? I don't think people do that anymore. Because mm. back in the day, you know, growing up watching news, we'd watch everything. CNN, Fox, every, any, anything. News yeah. was like our sports in my house, and it still is to this day. Now I think what people find one channel, they agree with whatever they're thinking, and they stick to that. And in fact, I have a friend who does this, and I have to tell her, listen, every once in a while, just for, you know, whatever giggles, turn to the other state, just listen to it. I mean, you may hate it, but just hear a different viewpoint. It helps make you a more well-rounded whole person, because you can't have the same people saying the same thing you believe, Uh, and you think like you're a complete person. I think it's society now. I go back to when, you know, Condoleezza Rice, I mean, this is going back six years ago at Rutgers University, they blocked their speech. And if you're blocking Mm -hmm. Condoleezza Rice, and this is way before Trump, Mm We got a problem, yeah. and it's it's just been a buildup of not wanting to listen at all to the other side. You know, we talked about the Ricky Gervais special <laughs> last week, which I found pretty historical. But he did say something, you know, something to, to the effect of, "It's even if you have facts mm-hmm. now, if I don't agree with you or if I don't like mm-hmm. you, I don't believe your fact." Right. It's about the person yeah. now delivering it as well, or yeah. the news organization delivering yeah. it, which is scary. So let me let me ask this back to Stormy Daniels, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, I, I I'm curious because I don't think she's going away, and a lot of people said that if there is a downfall to this presidency, that they believe Stormy Daniels is going to be the the catalyst for that. I don't know if it's right or wrong, but what I find. <laughs> This is such hypocrisy. Why is this not a big deal? It seems like it's not a big deal now. When when it was Monica Lewinsky, holy cow. I mean, this was nonstop. The guy was impeached and blah, blah, blah. Now it seems like it barely made a whimper. Like, oh, he had he well, had an affair at the porn star. It's on brand for him, though. I mean, come on. Yeah, but two like, jo- big in- that happened in the Oval Office Why while he was the president versus oh, oh. 12 years ago. Okay. No, no. That is a big that's a major difference. Well, okay, but see, but people are acting like it's the sanctity of the office. There has been a lot of stuff that's desecrated the sanctity of that Oval Office. Let's be clear about that. Huh. You know, that some we've heard about, some we haven't. But, I, you know, it's this whole, it, the sense I get is that somehow it was more egregious now, and now it's like, oh, like you said, it's, it's his brand. But Bill, really? but, but Bill survived. 
Uh, and people joke about there's it There's an now. asterisk by his name forever. Uh, you think so? Forever. Yeah, and that kills forever. Hillary Clinton. But I think too. it's a... I don't want to say And it. that's why she's... Because yeah. there's always been that thing there, and he knows it. For as much good as he might do post-presidency, there's always that, oh, but he was a little... Uh, I will say, though, but all his mm-hmm. alleged affairs prior mm-hmm. to when Bill became president... Mm-hmm. They didn't gain much Paula attention. Paula Jones, Jennifer Flowers. Yeah, but no more than Stormy Daniels is what I'm saying. Uh-huh. The Monica Lewinsky thing happened in the Oval Office while he was the president. So I, I think know. that's a little different. But to your I'll, point, I'll yeah, that too. Okay. yeah I mean, I'll, I'll concede that a little bit. Not totally. <laughs> I'll concede a little bit only because I'll, I'll, okay. But this whole thing, you know, what the president But I do used think to people, be, sur- to your point, yeah. because of social, I think people survive crazier things now than they have in the past. You, you think Obama would have survived this? Uh, no, no Not way. even a little Absolutely bit. Absolutely not. Even he, a hint of an affair, they would have strung him up and been like, ah, see? See what we're just saying? He would have never gotten this far. Not even a little bit. Well, I think if the Dems were in charge, he would have. Let me tell you, the Dems suck. I think they're more organized than the Republicans. Oh, oh God, no. Oh, I, so I, we I actually have this thing that I think that the Democratic Party has been infiltrated by people who actually want to subvert the group, and that's why they continue making these stupid decisions and can't get it together. Uh, and that's what you, I think uh, of the far right. So we're in this. Uh, <laughs> wow. We're on opposite spectrums there. <laughs> oh, my goodness. We need, we need more, we need more uh, moderate thinking um, people. Uh, no, but just I being ad hoc are. Don't you? Don't you feel? Like that, that we're getting more towards that. Like, I mean, people want more bipartisan candidates. In this, uh, the one thing I will say about the Republican Party, you have the Freedom, mm-hmm. you, you have the Freedom you Caucus. Caucus you right. have, they don't vote in sync all no. the time. The Dems do. The Dems vote in sync. Uh, they they will cave on you in a heartbeat. They, they may have... cave on an issue in total <laughs> if they're told to cave. But I don't know. They... You have one one per. Oh well, I don't know. And they will completely. Okay, I'm going to say this. Not popular. Look at Al Franken. Look how quickly the Democrats turn on Al Franken. Republicans would have stood by their guy or gal and till the the cows come home. I don't care what anyone's saying. These Democrats, one by one, they sacrificed start... him for political purposes. What, what, what was the gain? Well, the gain was that they took a moral high ground on that oh, issue. Oh, really? The moral high ground? Well, I think, I mean... Where are the political points in that? Camilla when Harris, Kristen... Was... I mean, you know, Gilbert... So, I... Yeah. Patrick, <laughs> please. you got to fight dirty to... I mean, you've you got to fight fire with fire. And this is what I don't understand about the stupid Democrats and then the Republicans <laughs> on, the, on the, the far right who are messing it up for the ones who actually can get stuff done. Please. I mean, look at the bigger picture. This is all about... The, the, and then we can move on. But yeah. this is all, to my opinion, about the two-year congressional cycle where... Now, all the gerrymandering that has been done in the congressional districts are, most of these districts are either so Republican Mm -hmm. or so Democrat. So if you're not in sync with your leadership on issues and you try to step out and vote with your conscience, Mm -hmm. you're going to get somebody who's going to run against you in a primary, who they're going to fund, who it's all Democrat, so Dem's going to win, and you're going to lose. And so now it's very hard for, for, for a lot of these Congress. Uh, men and women right. to step out and vote what they truly believe with their conscience because they're just going to put somebody up against them and fund you know, them. They'll and put a hard right 
Republican in a very Republican district. They'll lose the election, right. and then you have somebody else in Congress now. And, and it's just it, this it's cycle. It's a shell game, people. It's a shell game, and we're all the pawns all in this house game. Of cards. It is. Well, um, two last stories really quickly. So I want to know, like, yeah, we need some fun what, topics, right? I, yeah. Well, what kind of funding do we need to get so you'll send us to this ecosexual conference <laughs> in Sydney? Like, I mean, how many more? So are people what, what, familiar with this? Probably not, because I never heard of this. But in Sydney, Australia, this week they're doing an ecosexual um, conference where essentially people come and learn how they can have sex with the earth. And but there's and this is also supposed to be better for the environment. Now, th- how is this not getting a feature here? <sighs> I don't even know what to say. This, I know. This is so like zip People crazy. are having sex with plants, trees, other various um, earth things, but it really um, stems from the idea that lubricants, condoms, well, you, t- you told me some earth. of your previous boyfriends were like plants, but I mean, that's a, that's not what we're talking about here, right? <laughs> oh, my God. I, I've dated all kinds. So, yes. <laughs> yes. There I, I some really... So, uh, did, did you see they... like? I wish we could show you pictures on this... Um, Podcast, but yeah, they had like these bush, like, like literally masks yeah. with like bushes on their Here, face. This like, is it. yes, yes, <laughs> like this is, is becoming more in tune with having sex with okay. your Okay, stop, stop the man, stop the man. It's fairly okay. It's like better this, for this your is health? the same country that we um, want to follow their gun laws, by hey, the way. They said they've already got it solved. You Maybe legitimize stuff them. like this. This is where you start getting the craziness that we're seeing in the world today. This pendulum has got to swing back. Now you're going to start having people saying, I want to have sex with my cell phone. I want to have sex with, you know, I don't know. Did you watch this, this movie, microphone. There is a problem. There's probably some people already <laughs> had sex with their cell like, phone. Oh, my God. No, no, no. This, this right here is where you have the intersection of crazy and stupid. I think this is great. I want to know when we're going to have a team. This, to me, is real we got, news. We got to talk about we got to talk about Facebook, too. Oh, oh. And, and Facebook. So are either one of you deleting Facebook in light of everything that's right. happened, um, the oh, Cambridge Analytics close. story? No, it's, it's a scan. It's a whole. What? It's talk. So. Why is it did, a scam? Hold on. Everyone. Clutching my pearls. They, Do tell. They, they get on Facebook. They know nothing's private. Right? Anything on the Internet is not private. You post all your personal Everything. Feelings, photos, Video, videos, right? at home, in your bathroom, and everything. And now we're outraged because the data is making it into third-party hands. You know what this is about? And Maureen's going to jump at me right now. You know what this is about? Oh, by the way, when Obama okay. used the oh, digital mining and Facebook mining, he was a genius on the New York Times. Mm-hmm. He won an election because of it, right? Because this... Third party who probably got the data mm-hmm. legally and they should be pro- you know prosecuted for mm-hmm. that if they did because they allegedly helped Trump the main the mainstream media has gone obsessed anti Facebook Zuckerberger was a hero to the Hollywood elite to the mainstream media up until three weeks ago when they found out Cambridge Analytics mm-hmm. helped Trump now. They want to vilify him, kill him. He's a pariah. (laughs) There's only one reason, because he helped Trump. This is, again, total... Blown but if they up. did it illegally, shouldn't he no, be No, they should be prosecuted. Uh, no, he didn't. He has nothing well, to do well, with it. Yeah, 
the, what's, I don't know. If Cambridge Analytics grabbed third party third party data illegally, right. they should be. Right. We don't know that. We don't know if Zuckerberg's Facebook I, group gave it okay, to him or I'm not. I'm going to say something. There is a lot of validity to what you're saying. I agree with you. He was the darling, and now that we found out that this went the other way, sure, there are congressional there are calls for you know him to come testify, etc. Um, it's not necessarily right, but yeah, Facebook all along there should have been fa- uh, checks and balances in place. We all right. know when you go on there, you give up some level of privacy. But I think the level to which your privacy was invaded is which what has people a little I you know, concerned. I, mean, I feel like I don't even care anymore. Do you? I mean, I, I'm sure. I'm sure my identity's been stolen five times on the dark web. Like, right? I, I, mean, I know. Listen, it's like I, I, you know. I only have friends, and I hope they're not selling it to like you know. <laughs> Right. He's like, oh, yeah. I'm like, friends that might be selling my identity. <laughs> I mean, come on. You know? Dude, I, does I, anyone read the, like, you know, as soon as we call? See, I, I, I've just never done that because I always thought something could be off here. So I never I never give permission. Um, the quizzes you take, all that right, stuff, I never like do. Right, they're all, like, just yeah. scanning your data. I don't sign in with Facebook because I just, I never believed that it was private anyway. And yeah. now that this is happening, I don't even really check Facebook that often anymore. Yeah. So that's why I'm kind of like, okay, if I deleted it. Not just yet. What are you on, Instagram? What's your I'm starting to be on Instagram and yeah. Twitter, but even that, well, it's time consuming. He owns Instagram too, so uh, yeah, yeah. So be... one way or in, and WhatsApp, you know, but that's more like you know phone calls and texts. Oh yeah, free phone calls and texts nationwide right? and Please. worldwide. Yeah, I'm down. Worldwide, <laughs> keep touch with my people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, okay, well, obviously we could still go on for like another 20 minutes, but we like to like keep the show, you know, at a listenable length. Okay, okay. So we're gonna have to the invite sweet you Jesus. back. You don't want to touch on oh, the sweet <laughs> Jesus ice cream. <laughs> By the way, you said Patrick's on we might have to go two hours today. Okay, we're so, doing it. No, yeah. you sent me a company called Sweet Jesus Ice Cream, and they're getting what boycotted by Christians. Yes, which is actually but, a good one for Maureen. But by the way, the Claw Brewing, who's from Maryland, they've had a Sweet Baby Jesus beer out for quite a while. It's delicious, by the way. <laughs> But so why now are people boycotting like so ice cream over beer? So this Toronto-based soft serve company. Um, well, here's the thing too: when you dig deeper into this story, in some of their stores in Toronto, they have like crosses that are upside down. Like oh, people okay. feel right. that they're right. using some imagery. Oh, okay. All right. Well, I didn't. I was unaware. So I didn't of that. see about the upside down crosses. I was just going to say, as a, as a Catholic, and that one picture does look like. She has devil like, ears. Yeah, yeah. yeah, right? Isn't that bizarre? So, All right, let's boycott them. But they, well, no, <laughs> there's right. a petition. We can sign the petition. Already has like over 10,000 signatures. But the problem is why this has become a huge story now is now they're trying to come to the U.S. Oh. So as oh, they no. try to franchise, and now people are saying, look, or, or what might have started out as a funny joke, right. like we don't want you infiltrating other mm-hmm. countries with this. So you think it's sacrilegious? Like, do you think yeah, it's... I don't, I, you know... I thought it was a little. It, it was it was off, especially given that this is the Holy Week and you know leading up to Easter Sunday. Yeah. I didn't yeah. appreciate it. Now, I mean, I, look, I, I'm not. I wasn't going to go boycott him. I was kind of like that's tasteless. But now that I'm hearing about upside down courses yeah, across about that. and all. Right. Yeah, they've had some Keep other that Satan crap in Toronto where it belongs. You yeah. know, I'll yeah. stick with Sat- the big A ice cream. Satan ice cream. <laughs> yeah, that'll be nice. Yeah. Um, all right, Patrick. What else? Are you ready to wrap? Or you want to keep going? Patrick, keep those tweets coming. I want. I want to read some of your crazy. I call them crazy (laughs) tweets, but honestly, your tweets sometimes. Like if I respond to what I really want to put here, (laughs) you 
shoe on. Like Sandman with the with the hook would be like good Come day. Come on, what? no, oh, no. Uh, <laughs> he loves that. I get I mean, battles Eleanor all the time. Norton tweets him oh, by the way, I haven't all heard these from her. Woman, yes, I know. She invited me to have a meeting, and yeah. what's up with that? I scared yeah. her. I scared her. You what thought, are you, you said something she agreed with? She's like, oh, damn it. What are you tweeting about today? Like, what is the thing that you are is on your mind? Not next? much today. Yeah. You're okay? Yeah. Katie Ledecky having to quit playing, uh, quit swimming for Stanford because of stupid NCAA amateurism rules. So because she wants, well, because she wants to start making money from endorsements leading up to the 2020 Olympics and because of the stupid, Mm -hmm. and they are really stupid, NCAA amateurism rules, she can no longer swim for Stanford. She's still attending the school. Oh, okay. She still has two years of eligibility left, yet because she wants to make some money, which she has every right to do. She's one of the best swimmers of all yes, time. Yes, an Olympic champion. Why can't right? she swim, make money from Speedo, yep. and still swim for... Why would Stanford and the NCAA not want to have Katie Ledecky still in the sport? It makes no sense. I mean, that's, but this is it's an archaic, argument that's waged all the time. It, it's, it's so the NCAA could control mm-hmm. all the money, yep. all the revenue. All That's all this is about. Again, mm-hmm. total hypocrisy. I, now, this I agree with. See I can't that? argue we're with you. What is the, going on now? Ending. This is like a moment you guys have left on like... <laughs> Same ground here. I can't stand it. I know. <laughs> oh, and last, but... <laughs> okay. And not to end on a down note, but uh, breaking news this morning, the Michigan State Dean of Medical right. had new photos of yes. the gymnast, apparently. Yeah, I, in that and again, I didn't get to read the entire article because uh-huh. I honestly ran right in here, but I believe he was arrested yesterday. Yeah. There was a press conference today, and it looks like he had n- nude photos of the girls. Really? That I the mean, dean of medical oh no. at Michigan, Michigan State, State University. Wow. This was this was Nasser's boss, right? Is this the guy that was? Yes. Because yeah. they're saying former right, boss. Right. I mean, he, he was the dean of the medical school. Like this is a you problem. Know? Yeah. I mean, it'll be interesting to see where that story goes and how much deeper. I mean, there are so many heads that need to roll beyond him. I mean, so many people. You had to know this was going on. There's no way. From top to bottom, they had Chabot. It, so it, it's interesting. We'll go back to real quick. One, one thing is then we could end. <laughs> Sorry. But, really? No. no. So I, I think I tweeted last night about how, um, you know, the, the packages that mm-hmm. showed up at some military installations yeah. yesterday, mm-hmm. um, three or four, I forget the number. But that would have been year, a few years ago. That would have been on every cable news channel, yep. every media outlet, yep. breaking news mm. all over the place, yeah, and yet point. we're still hearing about Stormy Channels. I think that's my ultimate point. Like, the, you know, the Austin bombings, right. this, right. this Michigan State. Now, they make it into the mm-hmm. newscast. I'm sure all these outlets right. have covered right. these stories. But then they're right back to... Stormy Daniels' attorney, this thing and that thing, and uh, you know, listen. We're I guess that's blame. the society we have, we're, we have yep. conditioned society to want this other thing. They want the Kardashian fix. Yes. They want that. Who bit Beyonce's face? That's what yeah, I love today. the trash. It's, that's yeah. gonna be a special. <laughs> Fox 5. I know. You know. <laughs> well, our highest ratings yet. It's like, oh, is, it, is the bite really bad? I don't, we don't know. Like, no one knows, who knows really. If it yeah. even happened, it's probably some PR stunt. And we're all the idiots that fell There's for it. There's probably a song coming out with bite in it or something. It's like those clowns like, yeah, that I mean, were showing exactly. up and then the clown movie came out. Yeah, exactly. I don't believe anything anymore, so. <laughs> Me neither. See, again, we agreed. Damn this podcast. Wow, you two are like, okay. <laughs> you two are going to become conspiracy theorists. This is going to turn into like Too some late. crazy podcast. Yeah. Uh, Maureen, you're awesome. Where can people follow you? Oh, my goodness. What well, outlets well, are you on? Like, I'm not on Facebook that much anymore. But I'm on Instagram, 
Maureen underscore Ume. I'm on Twitter as well, Maureen Ume TV. Um, yeah. You Help me boost my numbers. Yes, for sure. Yes. And, Let's yeah, do this. Follow me on Twitter, Patrick GM Fox 5 DC. Perfect. Um, I'm at Hey Freight. This is the Polini Perspective. And thank you, Maureen, so much for being on. Thanks, Maureen. My pleasure. See you next week. <laughs> <laughs>